you wanted to, to be in the uncomfortable space, even though it was so sad, you were so um, open. To just let people just take care of me was mm -hmm. uncomfortable too. So it made me realize that it's okay, like to do, like I, I had to have it, but then it gave me more comfort to ask for help. Like you said, it's very hard to articulate. Um, and you even bringing this up here is, is. I can tell you can feel me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, woo, Stacey, mm -hmm. keep it together. Keep the, the, keep <laughs> yeah. the, we're not going to put the water on I'm, yet. I believe that each and every one of us has the power within ourselves to create the life that we really want. And I want to help give you the tools to make that happen. I'm Danica Patrick, and I'm pretty intense. I love to ask people the question, what do you think we're here for? <laughs> like, what's the point of all this? And I, my answer at this point in time, because I'm open-minded, I'm always willing to allow that to change, uh, is um, I've said that I think that we're here as humans to experience duality. That since we have choice, um, sort of the choices that uh, <clears throat> create our reality and um, there's a learning process. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the spectrum being obviously like all the way from, you know, bliss and joy and happiness and love to grief, sadness, sorrow, shame, regret, anger, envy, like to really feel both ends of the spectrum. And I think that as I have opened up more, opened my heart more, felt more, I, my, my duality window is widening. <laughs> like if you don't, if you stay safe all the time and protect yourself, you never end up getting to feel like real true connection and joy. Yeah. You also don't, you, cause you're trying to save yourself from the misery. Yeah. Right. Even though people that sometimes sort of almost make themselves miserable or like, like reside in some low level misery, it's because they've also told themselves, I think that, that if they stay there, then it won't get worse. Right. Like, I don't want to allow myself any level of vulnerability because I don't want it to get any worse than here. So mm -hmm. I think that I think that as we get more open and vulnerable and as we get more connected with our true self and connect with other people, um, we, uh, we, we feel a bigger window of that. And so, you know, for me, so the word I want to talk about is duality because we were with the words that we were going to do. I was like, I, I wanted to do joy. And then, but joy is basically what for me, I felt all the way from, I would call, I would say grief to joy have been, you know, I mean, grief doesn't even seem to justify how awful it's kind of been at times, but, um, but joy does where there's just these moments where, you know, I've felt like, the simplest and in, in the simplest things have felt like the deepest level of connection and happiness and joy and like contentment almost like there's a there's a level of feeling so content so so much gratitude and just like uh, a little bit more of an overwhelming amount of love than normal and um, like a real like transcendence of energy and feeling and emotion um, but I don't think that I would have got there without 
sort of the opening and without being on the other side of things. And so, you know, duality is this thing where I think that we're, you know, again, maybe the, maybe the root of what, what to talk about is like this, this idea that we need to keep ourselves safe. And so as I'm like saying that I'm trying to get, I need to get used to, I need to get used to my word of the year, like acclimate to it because as frustrating and sad as it is that I'm that there's been so much grief. And, and I remember journaling a while back and I was um, sort of do, doing some soul journaling as we do and asking my higher self or my soul, my inner child, whatever you want to call it, like, will I ever feel better? Will, will, I, will this go away? And um, the answer was no. And I was like, and then quickly came in, uh, which doesn't usually happen, but like a question, but it was kind of part of the answer of like, no, you won't feel better about this. But the other side of it was, but aren't you feeling more joy now too? And the answer was, of course, yes, I am. Mm. And so it's kind of getting comfortable being uncomfortable and continuing to expand what that is, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we can spend a lot of our time in life trying to, to keep things comfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which kind of seems like that's why we're here. We're, we're here to do better and we're here to make everything perfect and everything should look a certain way and feel and be a certain way. But that in itself has its own rigidity and like not authentic space to be in. And so when I think the truth is shown to us, which typically will always come through because that's not reality, right? Living in perfectionism, mm -hmm. living just in the perfect comfort, right? Like the in-between. Yeah. Um, because, because if you're only in that space and you're never growing, right. never evolving. And in order to grow and evolve, we have to be able to feel the pain. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to be able to be in the light, but also be willing to be in the dark and mm -hmm. see what that is and feel what that is and feel it with others and, and, um, and most importantly, ourselves and, and hold space for it without like severe shame and everything that's going to keep us to go back into that perfect sure. exterior. Like, what do we do to keep everything looking so perfect on the outside? Mm -hmm. So no one knows, mm -hmm. even though I feel this and then the shame just eats away at you and resent. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's this amazing. So yeah. So you to be in such a vulnerable space to be allowing yourself to process the feelings from the beautiful to the extreme joy to the depths of deep, deep, deep grieving. Mm -hmm. Um, being brave enough to be in those two in the duality of it is what's giving you a whole new perspective. And I, I feel just a level of reverence mm -hmm. for us being here for, for, for being human and not only from our experience, but from everyone's mm -hmm. experience, um, there is a that there this seems to be here for a reason and mm -hmm. we're feeling it mm -hmm. at numerous times including mm -hmm. what's happening right now in mm -hmm. this year um there's extreme discomfort and there's extreme duality that's being shown mm -hmm. so um and what do we do in those spaces do we react or do we sit with it do we journal do we do um do we allow ourselves to process the feelings and know that these are our feelings and it's okay to have 
right? So it's so much of that is so different than us trying to not feel, trying to hide it from other people, trying to not react and project onto other people also. So um, yeah, I think it's a really good, a good word yeah. to sit with and talk about and, f- and feel into because um, we don't realize when we're not able to see the duality and be comfortable to be in it, mm-hmm. um, how, how we can show up and how we can react and how we limit ourselves sure. and how we see other people in those spaces. Yeah. So a couple things that came through for me at the very beginning with all of this grief, which you were a firsthand witness for. <laughs> um, I remember one of the first things was understanding how like it gave me insight into humanity Mm. by allowing myself to grieve that deeply and feel that deeply. Yeah. Um, Some of it was allowed. Some of it was forced, but um, sometimes we have to be thrust into stuff. Um, Is that like one of the things was, I remember uh, feeling like, um, you know, one of the things that I always, uh, you know, I'm very, you know, self-aware of my body and, you know, with food and fitness. And I remember like, I can be a little judgmental in that area then because I judge myself that way. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I remember, you know, not being able to eat and feeling really so, so sad and so uncomfortable and grieving so much. And then, uh, I remember having this new, perspective now when you look at bodies and like I was losing weight but I didn't even want to look in the mirror because I'm like this isn't like I didn't want this to to happen like I'm this is from sadness not from like discipline or hard work or happiness right Mm -hmm. and so I remember thinking to myself this is like a little in like it was like an opening for me into empathy to go you know maybe you just didn't look at everyone that looks the way you think you want to look because what it takes to get there might not be what you want, there you go. right? So sometimes behind someone that you see might be a lot of sadness, might be yeah. um, unhealthy habits or um, disorders or uh, a, 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 an issue. Maybe they're sick, right? You, you have no idea what it is. But to understand it like gave me that, that insight into the fact that you know, not everything is as it seems, mm-hmm. not actually nothing is as it seems exactly. So to have a little bit more love and compassion in that area. And then the other one was just feeling the level of sadness that I had again, cause you know, it comes through this like extreme duality um, and feeling literally like I can be, you know, me, I can be like, I'm super direct. And I'm also like, we'll just suck it up, buttercup, like get it together. Just try harder. Like you remember me birthing that saying, try harder, Um, which is a good one for a lot of stuff. But, um, but, um, but I remember feeling so much sadness and I felt literally like no hope. Like I was at, I had like, and I, it was the worst day of my life. It was the day we got home from the trip. And like, I was the worst. I I mean, I'm not even, I will not be able to articulate like you, like you saw me, but like, it wasn't, it was like, it's like, I can't even give you, I can't even give you a total feeling as to how it was, but it was the worst. It was literally the worst day of my life. And um, just like no hope. That was the other thing, no hope. And so in that moment, I had the insight into understanding how people would, you know, I have an incredible support team. I have 
so many loving people and so much, so much good in my life. Like I really have an amazing life and so much. And so it was like, wow. But if you imagine like if someone didn't and they had less or less friends or less means or less, you know, space to deal with it or like whatever, like less than I had, like how you can see how people don't want to keep going. Yeah. Like, I think someone said to me, like, um, call me to make sure, like, call me if anything happens. Like, I think they were seriously worried about me being, you know, uh, you know, doing something really silly and direct and like very not silly is not the right word. I've, they probably were worried about me doing something um, out of character that was in light of like, in, because of my sadness. And um, so you kind of got an insight into suicide and to, you know, the other things that people would do to feel something or to get out of it. And so, you know, those are sort of the things that I might be able to be, you know, a little bit more judgmental in the past about, but like, so through the duality came a lot of empathy. For sure. When you get to experience that yourself, yeah, it allows you to have a whole other experience that mm -hmm. there's no room for judgment. Mm -hmm. That goes out the door. Mm -hmm. It's like, when it is your experience, mm -hmm. um, it's a reality check like no other. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember that day very, very well. And you were in a very, very vulnerable space, but you were asking and you were, you were, you wanted to be in you wanted to to be in the uncomfortable space mm -hmm. you wanted it's not that it, it was almost like i don't it was no more answers it was just kind of it was it was a very like even though it was so sad you were so um open mm -hmm. it's it's like you said, it's very hard to articulate. Um, and you even bringing this up here is, is I can tell you can feel me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, whoo, Stacy, mm -hmm. keep it together. Keep the, the, keep yeah. the, we're not going to put the water on I'm, yet. I'm selling that to myself. And I think you're just, you're feeling me too. Mm -hmm. um, um, so it's very courageous of you to share this because there are so many out there who have been in, um, including myself in moments of deep despair where hope does not feel at all obtainable. Mm -hmm. And for someone in your um, life and your capability and, and just everything that you embody to be so open and to share that you had, you felt this level that also opened you up to a whole nother level of empathy, but that you, you, you were in it and you called your support team what you needed. Mm -hmm. You know, you vocalized to me. We mm -hmm. spoke to Haley. You were with your mom. You talked to your mom. Like you, you made, and that's what's important in these times is um, as much as we talk about solo, mm -hmm. when we're, I feel like in our dark, dark, dark places, like in a lot of our shadow stuff that we're doing to make sure yeah. that we have a support system, whether yeah. it's a therapist, a best friend, um, your parents, anyone who you trust, um, that it's okay to ask for help because everyone is here mm -hmm. with an open heart and mm -hmm. open arms with love. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, I think that was very big for your healing mm -hmm. and has opened so much for you yeah. through your own experience. It showed me that too. It showed me, it showed me what it means to hold, like to hold space for someone. It showed me what it means to, you know, put yourself totally aside and, um, 
it gave me, I like very rarely really want to put myself where I'm very people pleasing, codependent, right? So to just let people just take care of me was mm -hmm. uncomfortable too. So it made me realize that it's okay, like to do, like I, I had to have it, but then it gave me more comfort to ask for help. And then um, it also showed me what it, what it means and you, it was demonstrated how to do it. Mm -hmm which I don't think, cause I've not asked for it. I also don't know how to do it. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. So that, that expanded, like, I'm sure that I'm not a total dick. Right. So <laughs> I think I'm not a total dick. No. So, you know, when you You're like, not. again, You're it's amazing. kind of pushing those boundaries. Like I take care of you little, like, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I've just expanded my ability to have hold space and have empathy as well as ask for what I need and allow. Mm. Right. So like those got pushed too. So it's like, and there, it's a really useful range. Like imagine like, okay, here's a funny little like analogy. So we see, and we hear in the very smallest spectrum, right? Like of the total spectrum of all the, all the sort of ultraviolet rays, like gamma rays, whatever, we see a tiny, tiny little bit and the same thing with hearing. And so, um, imagine now that what if we got to tap into what if we could see infrared right what if we could hear uh, the, what if you could hear these crystal bowls right now that are actually singing in the background as we talk because they, our voices are our energies hitting them yep. like they um you know what if you could hear that what if you're what if you're what if all these things expanded and to me that is how it feels with this with duality is that yeah. like you're getting to experience being a human on a much grander scale on a much grander scale. And I think that, I think that being able to feel and for us to experience duality and to have an emotional body is part of why we're here as be as human. I mean, yeah. there, there is an emotional intelligence to that, but we're more taught about our mental intelligence or that's right. more celebrated or more of like the goals. Again, nothing wrong with that, but where is our emotional intelligence and how come that isn't celebrated in that way? And that's where therapy and yeah. a lot of this, this work, school. the interiority that we're doing, right, exactly, is, is being able to have that emotional intelligence. Mm. And it's not to ace it or to win mm. it. Everyone's experience is different. Everyone's emotional intelligence is different. But I, I feel it's why we are here as yeah. humans to have that. It's a, it's another level of sensitivity that yeah. literally to high to attunes us mm -hmm. to everything that you were just talking about. So when we when we get our armor down and when we go into these very vulnerable spaces and feel the depths of despair, um, it cracks you open to a whole new level that we've never experienced. The only thing I can think of, and I, I don't know because we don't remember being born, right? Like, I mean, I don't remember being born, but I would think <laughs> that level of like, what is this that you're coming into, sure. right? Um, so you, we experience this as adults through um, relationships and careers and our, our own expressions and our own mistakes and whatever that is, to not be afraid or shamed by it, but to be grateful that we're able to be in this space and, and feel it and be with it and know that that's here so we can grow and expand. So we can raise our emotional intelligence. That's what I'm hearing from you. What happened from not just the whole experience, but that day. 
-hmm. is that there was a depth of empathy and not just for others, but for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's raised you to a whole new connective level that you're having with everyone that you're around, including as simple as plants and life and the sun and the moon, you know, it's like, you're, you're feeling at a new, there's a new sensory that um, you allowed yourself to be, to be fully, fully vulnerable in that space. Yeah. And you've done great things to continue your practice as you're stepping into this rawness mm-hmm. that's um, been a bit unknown to you at this level emotionally. And you've added things that's mm-hmm. giving you support. Yeah. Which is huge. And that's yeah. what we're talking about, yeah. you know, to help people too, is like, you know, what is it that you do? Yeah. You feel supporting you in the space as you're kind of like a newborn baby <laughs> emotionally, right? As you would say, birthing, you always talk about yeah. birthing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, are you asking me? Yeah. Oh, um, uh, I mean, I actually would say that one of the things that I'm trying to do a, a good job of is because I understand, because I've been on uh, um, so, sort of processing and unpacking so much uh, of sort of the traumas. And again, every time I say that word, I feel like I have to say they don't have to be like a car crash or someone right. dying. Trauma is just like some emotional imprint from something that happened in your life. Could be small, could be like a guy breaking up with you and something he said and you never forgot. Like it could be, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be big. Um, it could. So anyway, um, I feel like because I've had to do so much, cause there's so much work around that for me and understanding. So trying to identify patterns, why, why I have patterns, certain patterns in my life, um, and why I'm triggered in certain ways and what I'm projecting. I think, um, you know, why I'm projecting that I want to keep the, I want to keep everything at the surface as much as possible. So I keep, so I keep up with it. So I, I, you know, meditate in the morning, sometimes journal or sometimes only journal. So meditation journal in the morning. And then, um, uh, I, you know, doing sort of that somatic, you know, breath, like somatic sound work to try and process emotions. So I do that with the class or sometimes with body work and, um, uh, and doing a lot of things that I love to do that keep me and ener- keep my energy up um, and keep me positive and keep me. So it's a lot about identifying when you feel good mm. so that you can identify when you feel bad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So it's because I think it can get a little murky. Like to understand like when you actually feel good, when you feel bad. So when you do things that you, that's why being alone really does kind of help because you're only taking care of you, um, is that, you know, we're very much only taking care of you that during that time, you, you're only doing kind of whatever you're just doing whatever you want to do. And so once you start to do that more and more, you start realizing what it is that makes you happy. And so, um, identifying the difference between what feels good and what doesn't feel good is part of the duality. Understanding how it feels in your body then is kind of like, you know, it's a big step, but it's next level to understand how it resonates in your body. Mm -hmm. If you feel like, um, a tension, a tightening, an apprehension, a fear versus like an excitement and a hope and like a, like a longing or a, uh, like a pleasure or like joy from it or an excitement level, like understanding the difference. So it's just kind of, 
Yeah, I think, I think it's, you know, there's so many little things along the way, but, you know, meditation, journaling, breath, um, sound, nature, a lot of the same things that you do, yeah. um, I think are all really, and then just really like doing, learning yourself mm-hmm. so that you, you can. And what about, are you working with someone to support you? Through oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I do online therapy. I do talk therapy. Um, so yeah, yeah. I've done like online I love that courses. It's okay to bring in that third party yeah. because a lot of the self stuff is wonderful and great, Yeah, but to be able to support for me, a lot of the emotions that come through that, yep. it takes having that third person, yeah. um, therapy wise to help. Yep. Someone process. objective. I yeah. agree. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I also, it's good to mention just because yeah, it's funny. I remember talking to my mom about, um, you know, this summer, cause again, like here I am unpacking all this shit. And so I remember <laughs> asking if she ever thought about doing therapy with dad ever. Yeah. And she was like, Oh no, no, no. And it was like the response, I guess I probably thought I'd get, but yeah. it was such a big response. And then she was like, well, does, I mean, it's not that I, I wouldn't, it just like, that's just not something that we did. And it was just in, like back, you know, decades ago, it, you only went if you were like, had real problems, like mm-hmm. you were addicted to something or you had some, like, maybe it was like a, a, a much more of a, what we would think of as a trauma, like rape or, um, you know, child molestation or something like that. Right. Or some, or you were weird. I think that that was also maybe just like part of what people thought that you went to therapy for. Um, you're like really troubled. A lot was kept private. Yeah. A lot was kind of swept under the rug and our, our family business is no one else's business. So, so you don't share in that way. And I just think it's a cultural change that is happening. That's thankfully that it's being asked where it's more open, that therapy is a beautiful, beautiful thing. It is essential. It elevates everybody's relationship, including with yourself, but with everyone around you. But I would say that with my mom also, she didn't go to therapy with my dad and um yet she's been so supportive with me and is so mm-hmm. curious and always asked matter of fact she went to therapy with me mm-hmm. um and uh oh it's just so good and my husband and i are big on that too for yeah. our relationship yeah. but for mine solely it's um such an important thing and i'm grateful you shared that because yeah. i just think that that's it's it's unpacking and the fact that it's not this idea or like it's a shameful thing yeah that it's totally it's a very healthy medicinal way for us to and then also like to sort of like wrap up kind of the things that you can do to sort of nurture, take care of and, and learn how to deal with the duality that's happening in your life. If you're allowing yourself to really open up there, there can be some, some things that you really wish you had a chance to talk about or have some objective for, um, is, um, the, the idea that, so I went to therapy way back in the day, when I was married, which people don't even know that about me, really. Some people don't even know that, but was for a long, for, for seven years and went most the whole time. And I got a little jaded on it. Like mm-hmm. fuck therapy, like probably stayed too long, you know, like it, um, or, you know, I just kind of thought, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to have to do that anymore. And so didn't do it for a long time. But it goes that, but, but what I think is really critical that your mom said to you that I ended up like, that I ended up, you know, realizing for myself is that 
therapy doesn't need to be to like process whatever's going on in your relationship. Yeah, it can be a part of that, but way better than that because the, the, you can't change someone way better than that is the inside job on yourself and understanding how you're contributing to the problem. Cause you are thousand percent. And so your mom yeah. said to you, what'd your mom say to you? Cause I, I realized that like screw therapy for, to like yeah. talk about someone else. That's, you can't, that's when you have anyone else in the picture other than yourself, you can't guarantee a fix. Yeah. You can only guarantee the fix if it's you and you're in control. You've only yeah. got you. You've only got you. Yeah. So well, I had been going for, gosh, a couple years and, and my mom would, I mean, there were some intent, there were times where it was for um, my marriage and my family. I have a beautiful stepdaughter and, and we were working on that family dynamic. Um, so it was a lot on, on, on making sure that that was a healthy space mm -hmm. for everybody involved. But there were definitely, I mean, mom being my mom, she's also my business partner. So um, she sees everything, but she's super in tune with me. And I, she's, well, how was therapy? I'm like, well, we've learned this and it was good. And we're applying this and we're working on that. And she was like so when do you work on you <laughs> and I was like well maybe next time <laughs> and and literally I would go and I was saying I will make that a point but there was kind of so much going on and this is not a, it's just I actually changed therapists there was so much that was going on in our dynamic we really needed like a family therapist mm -hmm. because it was very supportive but I needed a solo therapist for me and so the same would happen but when are you going to work on you Stace mm -hmm. but okay, that's great. But when are you going to work on you? Cause she could tell mom, she was angel. losing me. She is, she isn't. I mean, she definitely is yeah. the backbone yeah. that gave me the courage yeah. um, to do that. And I had other life circumstances within the marriage and things where it just literally forced it to get a new therapist and to, um, so speaking of, you know, the duality, mm -hmm. right. And that showed itself. And that's when I finally got a therapist for myself and started working on me. And it wasn't about saving my yep. marriage. Yep. It was about saving myself yeah. and finding out where did I lose myself and yeah. my self-worth because yeah. I was trying to be something. So not me. You've only got you and you've got you. You just have yes. to learn how to. You too learn how to nurture that. We're doing it. Thanks everybody for listening to the Pretty Intense podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you heard today and you want to hear more, please click on the subscribe button.